I don't feel like a priority anymore. The relationship is no longer a priority. Have you ever felt like that or thought like that or, you know, went through periods of time where you were experiencing um, thoughts like that in your relationship? This is one of the biggest complaints that I hear regularly is that people in the relationship begin to feel like they no longer matter to their partner or that spending quality time together is no longer a priority. They don't feel like they are a priority and they don't feel like the actual health of the relationship is a priority to their partner anymore. There's always this feeling for that person of something, someone, or a situation that is potentially occupying time, energy, and attention from their partner. And it usually leaves the, par the, the person feeling very disconnected, like as if they're living separate lives, um, that they have to compete for their partner's time, energy, attention, or they have to fight to have some sort of connection with them. And this can bring up a lot of, a lot of fears. You know, when you're in that headspace, when you're experiencing this in your relationship, you might be afraid that they're not attracted to you anymore, that they might not be in love with you, um, that the passion is gone, the spark's gone, are they seeing somebody else? Are you as a person longer fulfilling to be with? Are you not fun to be around? Are you just growing apart? Are they outgrowing the relationship? You know, there's a lot of common fears that can come up when you're in that headspace. And there's a lot of different ways of looking at this and exploring it. But this is without a doubt one of the biggest things that I come across in my work or that I, I hear as a complaint is that I just don't feel like a priority. I don't feel like the relationship is a priority or that I matter to this person. And that's a huge, huge thing that you can't overlook in your relationship. It's a very frustrating situation to be in. And it can be very difficult to address this and create change in this container. And you've probably tried to do this many, many times before. You may find yourself having the same old arguments or the same disagreements or the same conflicts. You may find that times where you've tried to lean into this conversation or bring certain things up, you know, the communication might be problematic. It could be dysfunctional or it might just be really negative. You might be shut down, shut out, ignored, made to feel like you're the problem, that anything that you're asking for or trying to communicate is unreasonable. Now, there can be a load of different reasons why this is going on. You know, we start looking at attachments and we start looking at different people's ways of experience in the relationship you know there's reasons why people behave in that manner maybe not being able to regulate feeling overwhelmed you know not having a healthy template there there's loads of reasons why this is going on potentially but the thing is you can't overlook the signs that there's a lot of disconnection in the relationship because that can be one of the things that can lead to the actual relationship ending you need to be able to recognize when these signs of disconnection are showing up in the relationship and there are there are telltale signs that are there um, but if you ignore them or if you deny them or if you think that, you know, in your experience of the relationship, if it's just fine, if it's just okay, but you're not happy, not content, you're not fulfilled, you know, that you're you're willing to just settle for th how things are just because it's predictable or consistent, then you're overlooking potential signs that your partner might be feeling like this as well. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. So I'm just going to run through some signs. Um just some very very clear things that you can look out for in your relationship that can indicate where there's disconnection present or you know signs that you could be moving towards a bigger shift in separation one of the big ones that i come across in clinical work and i, I suppose it probably needs to be talked about more is when there are experiences shown in relationships where partners are making very big decisions without considering their partner, without talking to their partner, without factoring on their thoughts, their feelings, 
and having any consideration for the impact of these decisions on them. And what that communicates on another level is a lack of disrespect. You know, they're not even really factored on any of their input. They're not involved in them. And again, obviously context is important in this, but making really big decisions and having your partner completely shut out of this, or maybe even hiding these big decisions from your partner, like that, that indicates big, big disconnection. It indicates that there's a lack of trust and a lack of respect and a lack of consideration for that actual person. Uh, feeling constantly criticized or that you're the source of all the problems in the relationship. So this can look like being repeatedly blamed, being told about all the things that are wrong with you or that, you know, you're doing wrong in the relationship, feeling like you need to like take all that fault or that you're the, you're the reason why things aren't working. Like again, there's obviously extremes to this that can obviously show up in abusive relationships as well. But if you feel like you're being constantly criticized or blamed or that everything's being put off on you, that can really, really affect the connection in the relationship. Like how can you warm up or want to be close um, with somebody that is regularly treating you this way? And it's not good for them either to be constantly on that cycle. Um, this is a big one. Noticing a sense of indifference towards one another. You might feel indifferent towards them or you might have started to recognize that they're completely indifferent towards you. Now context, again, I'm gonna keep saying this over and over again because context is important when we look at this indifferent like people's relationships, but just the signs. So this could also look like you're experiencing less and less joy together. There's less humor being shared. Uh, a big one that I spoke about before, less affection being shared between the two of these over time. And like, look over time, progressively, this might look like a lack of fun being shared between the two of these or like any kind of positive interactions being shared in a relationship. When somebody's completely indifferent towards you, they could just take it or leave it. You know, they're not really making any effort. You know, you aren't sharing those moments of connection. You aren't sharing wee small things. There's like superficial conversations, small talk. There's no depth. They're not turning towards. Um, you're not enjoying each other's company. You know, there's no none of those wee moments are adding up anymore. Where you're feeling connected, not that it's hard. It's a real hard place to be in your relationship. So just following on from that, that can look like them choosing not to make any effort towards receiving your buds for connection. So like when you're sharing your day, when you're opening up about wee things that you want to talk about, they kind of get their input, they have their presence, they have that kind of attention and focus for a few moments. That can look like the partner choosing, I'm saying choosing over time to be totally unresponsive or to ignore these buds for connection. And that over time adds up and can lead to more and more resentment, frustration, disconnection, feeling but kind of lost and alone in the relationship. Um, one of the big ones that comes up a lot that you need to look out for is not feeling supported. So feel like you can't depend on your partner, that you can't rely on them or turn to them for support. You know, being able to share emotionally with your partner. And I spoke about this before. Safety is a huge, huge part of a healthy relationship, but also for maintaining connection. Knowing that you can come to your partner, knowing that they're emotionally present and available, that you can share with them that they can validate your emotions, they can validate your thoughts and feelings, that they're there for you, that they're willing to actually help you regulate, they're, they're choosing to hold that space for you. Um, if you're not feeling supported, you can't depend on your partner, there's no consistency, reliability, there's no follow through, or your partner is actively showing you that they're choosing not to be there, or they're turning away from you, or turning their back on you when you need support or you're going through something, that is a major sign of disconnection. Like you can't ignore that. Um, that's like basic things that we're looking for from our relationship, feeling supported, feeling safe, feeling respected, feeling like we matter, our needs matter. You know, you have to look at the behavior within this as well. Another thing to look out for, a pattern evolving over time where each partner is making more and more plans 
on their own without including the other partner. So this can feel as though these are living separate lives. And look, when some relationships invariably end over time and the people are called, oh, well, just, you know, it just feels like a friendship now. We don't feel like we have anything in common. Um, you know, he spends all his time with his friends or she's off doing this or she's focusing on her career, different things. You know, you have to look at the, the choices that you're making, the things that you're prioritizing over the actual health and connection of the relationship. So if you're in a cycle where maybe the social life has taken priority or the work life's taken priority or the hobbies taken priority or, or other things are just being constantly prioritized and put forward or you know, you're, you're seeing less and less of each other and the time spent together is getting less and less fulfilling or it's getting harder to kind of get their attention. It can feel as though these are living very separate lives and that is an indication that there is a level of disconnection and separation that's there. So that leads on to the next point about spending more and more time apart. Now, this is important because you need to acknowledge that this is not the norm. So like if you've kind of had like a long distance relationship or maybe you go longer periods where you've seen each other. So when you're spending even more time apart than the norm, um, where there's no effort on reconnection, there's no effort to do things together, there's no effort to foster and nurture the connection, 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 connection in the relationship. That is a big sign. Like you can't overlook that. That could be coming on your end. It could be coming on your partner's end. But you do need to recognize if there's a pattern of more and more disconnection, more and more time spent further and further apart. So this one is a really big one. Um, choosing to knowingly keep huge big secrets from one another. That's massive. Like when we talk about the trust and we talk about the respect and all the rest of it, like obviously like you're choosing to love your life for this person. You're choosing to bring them under your world. You're choosing to open up to them. There has to be trust. There has to be safety. There has to be respect and all those things that we're talking about. But keeping major, major big secrets from one another that you know could shatter the relationship or, you know, could leave your partner feeling shut out or excluded from your world is a massive, massive thing they look out for as well. And that's, that's something that you need to reflect on if you're in that space or you've been on the receiving end of that as well. Because it's that partner, that partner's turning away from sharing that with you. Now, I know that's their freedom as a human being too. But again, we choose to let our partners under our life. We choose to open up and share and grow, grow through things together. But that that is a big one as well. It can indicate a lack of trust, safety, respect, connection, and it's just worth looking out for. So, I spoke about this on one of the other podcast episodes, but a, a real easy one to look out for very early on is a pattern emerging of more negative interactions than positive so over a period of time like is there more negative interactions than positive do you feel like you're having more and more negative thoughts and feelings towards them and when you think about the relationship overall over a period of time are you experiencing it as being draining or having a negative impact on your mental health or your well-being do you find yourself in that cycle of only seeing the negative and only feeling negatively about the relationship more and more it's worth exploring it's worth sitting with it's worth looking at because then you can start to work back from that and think well when did this change what changed and you start to build on that looking forward you could be in a cycle where there's a lot of recurring conflict a lot of arguing a lot of disagreeing a lot of blaming um arguing and blaming is a big one i spoke about before as well the four horsemen um the, the communication four horsemen um, where these are present, it's not good. So criticism, stonewalling, contempt, defensiveness. You know, you might even find that these are just caught in really petty cycles, bickering about stuff that doesn't really matter. And this is the thing, like the problem's not the problem. There's usually something underlying that, you know, that tension, that disconnection that's feeding on that negativity where this nitpicking and, um, and arguing and bickering is coming in. 
Um, what else did I want to say there? Giving up hope that things can change, you know, especially when it comes to communication. I think this is a big one. So I said that earlier, you know, you may have leaned into these conversations. You may have tried to have the hard, difficult conversations. You've tried to do it in different ways. Be tactful, be respectful, be direct. You know, sometimes you might have even tried to have been blunt, but, you know, you might have been given lip service. They might have told you things were going to change, but put nothing on the action. Um, maybe this previous history of that person not following through, you know, you not being able to trust their word, you not being able to trust their behavior. Um, feeling like you're the only person that's actively choosing to create that change or that it's pointless now because you've seen the consistency of this person's choices. That can give you an indication that, you know, it's not moving in the right direction. That, that would be how I would look at that. You know, you want to see that these conversations are yielding outcomes or that there is that intention and effort being moved towards actually creating the change that you're both talking about. And I spoke about this earlier, you know, when we talk about parallel lives or separate lives, you know, prioritizing other friendship groups, prioritizing hobbies, work, career, different things going on, you know, that can lead to just feeling really alone. Um, and if you're feeling really lonely in the relationship, like, you know, these aren't connected, obviously, these aren't connected, these aren't sharing new experiences, these aren't creating new memories, these aren't, there's no fondness, closeness or affection. And that is hard, like to be in a relationship, but they feel shut out and they feel like, you know, there's no effort from the other partner, you know, to make that connection, to spend that time together, to have that affection and closeness and, you know, build that intimacy together, like creating those memories, creating those things that you still cherish and look back on. You know, and that, that's a clear sign if you're in that space in a relationship right now, you cannot ignore that. Because what you're not changing, you're choosing. You know, you don't have to stay in this relationship. Now, I'm not saying just throw the baby out of the bathwater and walk away from it if you're going through a period like this, because this can be changed. But it's worth recognizing how are you currently experiencing this relationship. And that's what I'm saying about choices. You know, we have to look at what is being prioritized over the relationship. You know, is it work? Is it friendships? Is it family? Is it career? Is it hobbies? Is it whatever, you know, social life? Um, and what is that communicating to the partner, whether it's you or your partner's doing it towards you. And a big part of that, that's connection. And I know there's a level of assumption on this, but I would, I would hazard a guess that the sex life is impacted as well. You know, the quality of the intimacy, so little or very infrequent sex, possibly even no sex or affection being shared. Now, we can talk about non-physical intimacy and we can talk about even just physical closeness and stuff like that. but. I would imagine that, you know, when we look at the sex life, little or infrequent sex, probably, possibly even no sex, but when that is actually taking place, it could feel really forced and impersonal. It might even feel like you're doing it out of obligation or just for, from like a sense of routine. And that's, you know, it's a pity because it's not, it's not fulfilling. It's not actually bringing these closer together because all the emotional connection that's underneath that hasn't been looked at. It hasn't been resolved. There's things that are in the way. And I spoke about communication earlier, but it's it's also worth looking at, like, how are you going about getting your needs met? What way is the conflict working out? You know, is the is elements of the communication problematic? You know, when I was talking about the small things often before, like, buds for connection, sharing your day, talking about how you're feeling, opening up about just wee things, just to bring that person into your world. But if that person's choosing to ignore it, choosing not to, you know, turn towards, show presence, you know, show attention, validate, communicate, you know, if they're just meeting you on a very superficial level where there's no depth, no connection, no intimacy, no vulnerability, there's just small talk, a lack of interest, or, you know, they're glued to their phone or some other device, or they're halfway out the door when they're talking, they're just not bothered. 
that that is crushing that is crushing over time because it feels like you're losing the person over stages and there's always something in the way there's always something in the way from that connection and that's the thing it doesn't need to be like this but you need to be honest with yourself about the current state of your relationship you know are you experiencing this as a fulfilling relationship is it really fine i don't know is it really fine i mean like is it fine when people are like oh it's fine like it's okay like is it okay do you feel in your heart that something's different or it's not quite right could it be better do you know that it, is it possible is there a willingness or a capacity for things to improve could both people work on this and improve it you see the thing is like all these signs like you can look out for them and have them as a blueprint or a roadmap but this doesn't happen all at once it happens gradually over time and it doesn't have to be like this landslide of you know just being completely disconnected the relationship and like i said before it can be a death over many many stages but you cannot allow yourself with this awareness and knowledge to neglect the connection and the relationship. Like if you know how to buffer this and you know how to navigate it and you know ways that you can get this back on track, you can avoid this. You know, you can recognize when it's struggling. You can give give attention where it needs to go. You can lean on these certain conversations and it's likely that you could get things back on track. But obviously it'll take two well partners. But at the same time, you need to be able to recognize when it's not going the way it should be going, you know, how you're feeling, how you're experiencing it. Because as I mentioned there at the very start, it's also likely that your partner could be feeling that the exact same way. You know, they're likely to be noticing a change. They're likely to be noticing the distance that's maybe there between the two of you. So it's important that you take stock of how you're experiencing the relationship. Be really truthful, open and honest with yourself. Don't be letting pressure and expectations and other people's perceptions come in. Like it's between you and your partner, but you need to be real and honest and present with yourself. Like how are you finding the relationship? How are you experiencing it? What, when did this change? How did it change? You know, was there anything that maybe triggered aspects of the behavior shift? And, you know, because there, there can be situational elements that are going on. But this can be improved elements of it can be resolved it can be massively massively fulfilling you know it can be like a renewal in the relationship so that that passion can be maintained going forward now i am going to be showing you how to do this in depth and they connect the couples course i'm going to be launching this next week and it will be a long-term blueprint to help you avoid further disconnection and obviously like just letting it steer towards a potential separation or breakup but i'm not talking about that right now i'll talk about it next week once this is released but I just want to kind of touch on a few other wee things here going forward. Some people will hold this notion, and I suppose in a, in, in a way there's an element of it that's true. Like relationships go through stages and changes, and they are going to feel different for a number of reasons. Like obviously when you first meet and then you go through the honeymoon period, the first time that you move on, maybe when you you know, have a long-term commitment or have kids, these have different things going on, all the relationship stages will feel different for different reasons like there's going to be ebbs and flows there's going to be different life stressors that are going to come in but what i would say is we can't turn a blind eye to what's not working we can't turn a blind eye to the things that are leaving us feeling you know disconnected lonely like we don't matter um like we're not a priority like the relationship is not a priority and this takes conscious intentional action for both people to maintain that spark of intimacy and connection, just so that the relationship is mutually fulfilling, that there is passion, that there is affection, that there is intimacy shared between the two of you. Um, and that's the thing, like life is going to get in the way. Things are going to happen. You are going to need to move with the ebbs and flows of life. The relationship needs to feel like a safe place, like something that you can turn to as a source of strength, something that actually enriches and enhances and fulfills 
your life. You know, you're choosing to be with this person. Like you want it to be mutually good for both of these, but there's a lot of things that get in the way of that. There's certain conversations that has to happen. There's certain resources and tools that you'll need to be able to navigate that for the long term. And that is something that I'm going to be leaning into and teaching as we go on through that course. But it's important to recognize just on that. Like I spoke a lot about what you might be feeling, but you also need to be aware that the relationship needs to feel a certain way for both of these. You both need to feel seen. Both need to feel heard, understood, valued, and appreciated. Like that, that's so, so important. I think one of the other things that gets lost in conversation a lot of times, especially when we're looking at communication, is that when things get heated, you know, it's not you versus them. Your partner's not your enemy. You, you know, it's not about who's going to be right and who's going to be wrong. You are ultimately trying to work as a team to move through a problem. Being right is not worth the cost of connection and harmony in the relationship. It's just not. But very often, if that's a template that you grew up with, that you need to fight the death to be right, that you need to prove your point, that is going to cost you in the connection and the relationship. It's okay for you to have different points of views and potentially different perspectives or different solutions as to how you can move through things. If you didn't have a healthy communication template growing up or you had maybe disempowered or dysfunctional behavior uh, modeled for you, that doesn't mean that you can't learn new resources, that you can't take this under the container of the relationship and the two is consciously work on, you know, communicating more effectively so things can become easier and smoother going forward. Like learning how to self-regulate, learning how to take timeouts, learning how to come back and reconnect and, and lean into the conversations rather than just pushing them down or being conflict avoidant. But recognizing the conflict gives room for things to be discussed. You don't need to avoid conflict. It's about recognizing you know, not letting it get to that escalation point, but learning how to make effective repairs, finding out how to move to a place of compromise and having compassion for each other. Like actually having compassion for each other when you surround that space, you know, that makes a massive, massive difference. Um, like I could bang on all day about healthy communication, but like somebody actively listening to you, really, really listening to you, validating where you're coming from, showing you empathy, like holding a safe space, showing you that they're there, they're present, their attention, that they respect you and that they're willing to work on things. That can't be overlooked. They can't like that's that's so important in a relationship. And when I was speaking there about all these things about indications of disconnection, remember it doesn't have to be by grand gestures. You don't have to go out and spend a fortune and like be over over the top romantic or whatever it is. But I spoke about it before. We small gestures consistently over time showing your partner that you're thinking about them, showing your partner that the relationship matters, that they matter, that you want to be a part of their world and want them to be a part of yours. Showing them that you want to nurture and foster and grow through the relationship is so, so important. Like, you both want to know that you've mattered each other. You both want to know that you're loved, that you're there for each other, that you can turn to each other in times of uh, overwhelm, that you're wanted, needed, desired, respected, that you can depend on them, that you trust each other. Um, and I, as I said there earlier about knowing that you matter, that's so, so important because beneath beneath that fear of, I don't feel like a priority anymore. I don't feel like the relationship's a priority anymore. There is that fear of, do I even matter? Do I even matter to that person? Um, and that like healthy, healthy, like healthy, healthy couples, healthy relationships, they're not perfect. Like they're really not, but they move towards progress. You're not always going to get it right. You're going to put your foot in your mouth sometimes. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to handle conflict the wrong way. But if you've got a willingness and an open heart and an open mind, they lean into things, they do the repair, to show your partner that you're committed. If you're willing to grow through the process, you know, you can get things back on track. 
progress over perfection that is the most important thing and having that priority to work on the relationship together you know do not just turn a blind eye to the problems not just to push it down and fall back into that reflexive automatic um old way of coping and being and just hoping that things are going to change like conscious healthy couples will do the work even when things get awkward and hard and maybe goes wrong but that's what i'm saying there's there's that commitment to the process they're going to continue leaning on the conversations growing you know they'll recognize when they get it wrong they'll recognize when they get it right they'll see the best in each other and they'll choose to work towards making progress you know not avoiding things so as i mentioned i'm going to be launching that course next week the connect the couples course i am mega mega excited about getting started i have so much that i want to teach there's a there's going to be live elements to that i'm going to have a load of different bonuses that i'm going to be giving with this when i launch it i'm going to be diving into this topic and depth like in so much depth you're going to be equipped for the long term this is going to be a long-term resource for you um i and as i mentioned i'm super super excited to get it going and i'm going to be talking more about that next week but so i say thanks for listening um if this resonated with you or if you think it might help somebody that's going through this right now please share it with them you know you can message me on instagram you can share your thoughts you can connect with me on social i'd love to hear if you've any kind of thoughts on this topic or what that might have been like for you what that or didn't work in the past or what you might have noticed i just want to say thanks for listening